Hello everyone, welcome to a geared up edition of ARG Presents. I am Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who can run 20 minutes on 6,000 AA batteries, the Brent. That's that's probably somewhat accurate. Even even worse battery retention than the Game Gear. Well, no, that's not possible. Can you mention that? So this is just a pack right here. Wait, this, wait, I, this big belly. So there's I, a pack of batteries down in there. I, I'm more of a D-cell guy. Yeah, no kidding, man. Car battery for me. <laughs> so, if you tuned in last week, we spun the wheel. We made the deal. And this week, we'll be playing games on the portable Sega yeah. Game Gear handheld console. Now, Brent, what do you know about the Sega Game Gear? Let me tell you something. Uh, my buddy owned one of these back in the day, and I remember sitting in his basement and playing uh, on the PlayStation. So, <laughs> well, you know, all good Game Gear stories start with playing on the PlayStation. So you had the Game Gear accessible, but chose not to well, play it. We played... A brilliant story. We played Final Fantasy, and whoever was controlling the characters on the Final Fantasy and making those choices had the controller, and the other person got relegated to Game Gear duty. So it was the dud. Yeah, yeah. But, well, and also, another thing... It's a thing, terrible story to start the show with. The, another thing that we uh, uh, used the Game Gear for was uh, my friend had a little brother. Uh, much little. It was a 10-year difference. So he would come around and want to play games with us. And, you know, the mom, uh, you know... Play, play nice, everybody. Yeah. So what we'd do is we'd get all hyped up over playing with Game Gear, and then he would want to play with Game Gear, so we'd give it to him and go play the other stuff. So it was a, it was literally a pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's not, and that's not to say that Game Gear wasn't fun. It had a lot of nice qualities with it, but uh, uh, yeah, we we definitely used it as a distraction. To be fair. This was when the PlayStation was out, so by then the Game Gear had been out for. Oh years. yeah, yeah, it was it was well past the prime, <laughs> and 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 also this it's not the way that the Game Gear was meant to be played. You know, the Game Gear you took in a car with you, not sat on a couch and played it. But you know, well, unless unless you uh, didn't have enough batteries. Well, like, right, unless you wanted to play an entire game from getting to end. So let's take a look. I do have the Gambletron this week. We're gonna take a look at uh, some interesting tidbits about the Sega Game Gear. Uh, so, uh, the Game Gear was released uh, in Japan October 6, 1990. Uh, uh, North America and the EU got it in April of 91. So, there was a pretty good gap in there. Yeah, uh, Brent. Now, it was. One would think that, why do you think they've had a, such a long uh, release date there? And we think we both know why. Money? No, because <laughs> because so they could get some games ready for this. Oh thing. well, that didn't go well. Well, yeah, it didn't because well, they only had six games yeah. to launch. So <laughs> one would have assumed. I don't know what they launched with the Japan, but I mean that's 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 not good. Uh, <clears throat> this thing debuted at a hundred and fifty dollars US uh, in today two thousand eighteen money two hundred and eighty nine bucks, which I think was an was an okay price. I really do. I will say that when the Game Gear de uh, debuted uh, back in the day, I, I thought it was a pretty um, uh, high-end luxury handheld. Yeah. I mean, because you had the game... We all knew about the Game Boy. Yes. That had been out for several years at that point. And then here... And then we knew about the Lynx, even. But here well, this thing man. comes out, and it was it was a good... look. First of all, it had Sega's pedigree behind yes. it. Which still meant something. It meant something. something back then, yeah. And it was a handheld that had beautiful color graphics. That, that it looked like a game player's machine, the way it was shaped. And uh, I thought, at the time, I thought, this is a boutique 
super high end, nice uh, yeah. handheld. You know, and maybe I mean, there's nothing. That's not saying it's not. It, you know, it was a, a sharp looking unit. Well, looking back on it now, you see some of the flaws uh, with, sure. the, with the screen smearing and and uh, well, and and the longevity of the machine uh, for its battery life and whatnot. Yeah. So you want to take a? I, I'm interested to see if you can take a guess on how many units sold worldwide. Worldwide, I'll say 2.5 mil. Way off. Really? You are horrible at this game. Uh, I'm not great. No, uh, especially not uh, somewhere around 11 million units were sold worldwide. So that it sold more than you, you would have thought. Yes, it definitely would have. Um, really, 11. That seems really high. Yeah, it's true. And now I, there's a there's a callback to last week's episode, which I'll get into, just to get into some of the what was in this thing. It has this, it had a Zilog uh, Z80, uh, 3.5 megahertz proc processor. It had 8K of memory, uh, 16K video RAM, and a display. Uh, a display on it was a 3.2 square inch backlit screen. Yeah, which was, you know, quite remarkable Huge for its at time. The time. Yeah, uh, and it did 160 by 144, uh, and it had 4,096 color palette, 32 uh, colors on the screen at once. So that that's a pretty rock thing. But here's the, the sound in this thing: Texas Instruments sound. Sure, why on not? It, it had a, it had a, it was a. Uh, uh, a mono speaker. Now, the, the funny thing about this thing was it actually could do uh, stereo uh, if you uh, plugged in a headphone jack. I was about ready to say, I remember it yeah. being in stereo, so that's what be why. Now, this, and we touched on this earlier, this thing was powered by six, count them, six, yeah. not five, but six <clears throat> AA batteries, the highest, strongest double A's you could find in a house. Yeah. Uh, uh, this thing would run through batteries at a rate of, now they said with six double A's you could get three to five hours. Uh, it's definitely more towards three. My experience on the one I've got is that you can actually get about at least three because I, yeah. I I'll go on it for a while when I'm when I'm playing it. Uh, I think some of it depends on what's being asked to do and uh, volume and whatnot. Well, and how high you have your backlight and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, this thing was developed at Sega under the nickname Project Mercury. They always yes. got the coolest nicknames, don't they? And it was primarily put together to compete with the Game Boy. Uh, and the Atari Lynx, of course, and right. the uh, NEC's Turbo Express, which was a yeah. an awesome little device that played Turbo Graphics uh, games. We, we need to get that on the. Can wheel. you imagine, by the way? Now, I've been playing a lot of Turbo Graphics games recently because I got an EverDrive for for my for my Turbo Graphics team, and the games on that are quite remarkable. I mean, they're really good. Sure. Can you imagine rolling up to to the to the playground with your Game Boy, and then some kid comes up with his freaking Turbo Express, you'd be like, holy crap. The flip side of it is, yeah, no one it, had one of these. Also, <laughs> if you wanted to play it after lunch, there would be no chance. Well, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so, this uh, system is pretty well known for basically having a lot of hardware in common with the Master System. Yes, a ton of hardware. Comp- uh, yes, um, yes. So, uh, unlike the Master System, though, like I said, it can do stereo sound. The Master yeah. System can only do mono. Uh, much like the Master System, the gate's got a D-pad and two buttons labeled yep. one and two. It also has a start button. <clears throat> um, this thing was modeled by Sega to be more uh, game player accessible in terms of ease to hold. The Game Boy is an awkward little unit sometimes to hold. This was with the with the screen sideways, horizontal. This thing was uh, had the ability to be held like a like a controller, which is what they based this on, right. like a game controller. Although I preferred Game Boy. I understand. I mean, everyone's got their thing. One thing this did though was give you the old sweaty pop. 
the Game Gear will heat up, and yes. that's a fact. I've noticed that myself. That it will, it will heat up. <clears throat> uh, something that uh, bears mentioning is that when the game, this is uh, is a, a device that was developed. Uh, like many other devices, when there was a worldwide capacitor issue. And so what that means is, this is one of those uh, devices that the caps will go bad on and cause them to fail. Yes. Now, if you're an electronics uh, repair type person, it's not that difficult to go in there and replace those capacitors. They're electrolytic capacitors. They look like little barrels. And these things will pop. Yes. Uh, there was a, uh, uh, in that time, and this has happened since as well, where capa- bad capacitors have been shipped. And these things ship on huge spindles, and they and when they ship them out to all these manufacturers, you're talking uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, yeah. maybe more. <laughs> so, and the uh, bad thing about it is, uh, there are reports, especially you know nowadays, it's not only that they pop, but they leak. Yeah. And if they leak on the board, then you've got issues. That's right. That's right. And that's we know that from pinball world yeah. as well. Um, they, this thing did have an AC adapter you could get yeah. uh, if you were to plug it in, which a lot of people Nearly have. Nearly mandatory if you wanted to play yeah. at home. Uh, I don't have one of those, unfortunately, yeah. so I've, I've, got, I've got to grin and bear it. Um, the, uh, the games on the, on the Master System, while this was pretty much a, a, a portable version of the Master System, uh, yes. like you could just stick a game on there. They did have a converter that you could put in there, and then you could play your Master System games. Oh, really? Yeah, which can you imagine that? Because that's weird. <laughs> So that would add to, I mean, the, the, the unit's already somewhat bulky. Yeah, it was so called the Master Gear Converter. Huh. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you got me. But part of the reason they made, they used that, so, well, I mean, obviously it was a cost-cutting measure. There was already, the hardware was already developed. Right. Uh, but it was easy to port stuff over. And that, yes. was, that was part of their plan was to port a lot of games. And uh, the Master System had a, a pretty good library, too. I, I've got a Master System with a bunch of games, and it's yeah. a lot of fun, uh, you know, I, I, I think. Uh, so... One of the problems that Sega ran into right away was third-party support, okay? Why do you think this is? Uh, I think you probably know. But because why... you could go to Nintendo, and Nintendo already had a huge uh, uh, customer base. Well, it's not just that. Nintendo wouldn't let you yeah. <laughs> put your stuff on there. And so they, they purposely made it so they had, you know, contractually, you could not make stuff for the Game Gear. So that kind of uh, reduced the amount of third-party support uh, that the uh, Game Gear got. <clears throat> um, the... Uh, to put it in perspective, the battery issue, I'd say, was the number one downfall of this machine. Uh, six, oh, du- six double A's will run you three to five hours. I mean, if you get five hours, good on you. Whereas the uh, the Game Boy could run 30 hours on four double A's. So. Yeah, and this is back in a time. I mean, it's a lot different than now. Batteries back in the day were expensive. Right, you're right. And they weren't that great. No. Uh, uh, Sega released two, to combat this, they released two types of external rechargeable battery packs. Yes. I have one of the huge bulky ones. I, and there, there, were, there were many more released by third parties. Oh, yes. Uh, to, uh, and all kinds of wacky stuff. Stuff you clip on your belt and stuff that you uh, uh, hang on the back of this thing. It was all kinds of wack, you know, crazy stuff on there. Uh, so... The uh, uh, when they when they brought this out, Sega was in full swing. Of course, Sega was supporting a ton of consoles at this point when this thing came out, and so uh, you know, or peripherals, I should say. But they were going on their uh, kind of gross out campaign, and I looked up to see what the, what kind of commercials they were running. And uh, uh, the, uh, the in Japan, they had like hot girls. That's probably the way to go. In America, well, it was basically like it compared the. Uh, uh, he compared to Game Boy, it would have a side by side comparison, and it would say like 
Look, here's the dumpy loser playing the Game Boy. Yeah. Here's like the cool guy, yeah. you know, 80s or now excuse me, 90s cool guy. Uh, and he looked, you know, by today's standards, not that cool. So uh, when the Game Gear was out, now keep now think about this for a second. The game, the Sega was uh, taking care of the Sega CD, the Sega 32X, and developing the Sega Saturn. So yeah. they had a lot of. I don't think really that had anything to do with the downfall, though. To be honest no, with you. no. I think no, this, it was battery life and games. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, so, get this. Now, I didn't know this. This is wacky. Uh, Sega ended support for the Game Gear in, uh, I believe it was 97, okay? Yeah, uh, April 30th, 97. Okay, that sounds... In 2001, Majesco basically licensed it and re-released the Game Gear in the States. Yeah. Yeah, did you? I didn't know that no. either. As what? And in Japan, as a Game Gear. And they were, get this, um, Majesco released it, and it it was $30, and with it was, it, they released it in the U.S. At, with, at $30, my bad, and the games were 15 bucks. They just re-released it. Huh. You know, and Majesco, of course, they're, they're uh, uh, a software publisher, generally, I mean, we've, and they've done a lot of, like, shooting games, you know, shoot 'em ups and whatnot. But I thought that was kind of neat. I'll, I'm dying. I wish I'd picked one of those up. Yeah, I've no. Yeah, I, I mean, I, maybe I didn't pay enough attention because I'm, you know, always looking at the next best thing. Yeah, uh, there I don't remember that at all. Take but. a guess how many games were released for the Game Gear officially? Uh, globe worldwide. Yeah. Oh man, it can't be more than say 150. 300 games. Wow. Around, a little must, over 300. There must have been a lot of Japanese crap out there. <laughs> to put it in perspective. The um, the Game Boy's library of games is a th- over a thousand games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tenfold. Yeah, and and this thing never even. I think they had like maybe ten percent of the market share when a Game Boy yeah. was riding high. So, um, oh, huh? Yeah, they they had. Oh, Game Gear had. 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the lot the the game that was the highest seller on this system was uh, uh, Land of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Which that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. So, uh, odd. I, you know, it's an interesting system. Uh, it's again, it's Brit sort of hit on this early when it said the screen on this thing is fuzzy, and now especially as well, they yeah, get older, it, yeah. And a lot of these things, I mean, can right be had are, are are junk. I was very fortunate to find one of these at a, at a uh, at a flea market, and I, I talked the guy down to a real reasonable price on it, and then I ended up finding the battery pack in a junk bin somewhere. Uh, but uh, this is that makes the system tough to collect for. I mean, could you collect for it? Yes, but you it's going to be... There are ways to retrofit that screen with something yes, better. Yes, and you have to. Because the screen is physically rotting away. The material that it's made of, it's going to keep getting either fuzzy, which makes it whiter, so or you're going to lose all your contrast even when it's all the way up. You're not yeah. going to be able to see the game. So you have... you when If you say, man, I'm going to go out and get a Game Gear. You have to be ready to replace the yeah. screen. I should mention that in the Japanese tradition, they, they were released in multiple colors. Right. Now, I'll have to say, I have never seen one that wasn't black. black. But they've got black yeah. and red and blue. So there were multiple colors of, of this particular item. So, uh, from this uh, library with around 300 or so games, we were tasked with picking a couple winners. Yeah. And... Well, we picked a couple games. We'll see how we go from there. So, Brent, why don't you lead the charge this week and tell the folks what game, out of the plethora of, of games for the Game Gear that you chose. I went with Woody Pop. 
Woody, Woody Pop. Pop. Now yes. I, I'm gonna not gonna lie to you. I've never heard of this game. I had not until I started doing research. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Woody Pop. This was a game that originally came out for the Sega Master System, and it actually has a little bit of an interesting story with it. So I want to touch on it. Uh, when it was released on the Sega Master System, it was the last Sega card game. Oh, okay. <coughs> My Master Which, System doesn't have... I've got a Master System 2, so it doesn't have a card right, slot. Well, yeah. Uh, outside of J- uh, Japan, they didn't use the cards. Well, no. In America, the first version used They had used it, cards. right. But no, they sold them. They sold no, them. No, they did, but they never made anything new. Oh, past, I see. Past a certain level. Right. Okay. So this was the last game that came out on the card system in, 90, in 87. Mm. Another weird thing about it for the uh, Master System... It came with a controller that had a uh, track wheel on it. And really? Yes. In fact, if you don't have that controller, you cannot play the game. I went and I thought, man, I, I've got to check this out. Because playing it with a keyboard or playing it with a, a, a D-pad is pretty similar. Pretty, I mean, it's on and off. You know, no analog at all. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I wanted to take a shot at this. So Woody Pop, what is Woody Pop? It has a crazy made-up garbage story that I actually kind of enjoy. Woody Pop is an old wooden toy. And he is in a magical toy factory. So How fitting for this time yeah. of the year. <laughs> so he is enjoying his little toy factory and it's making out all the toys. When suddenly they, he notices that rooms are getting boarded up. <clears throat> They're putting blocks everywhere and you can't get out. Well, it's the new electronic toys that are starting to take over. And they're trying to block all the old toys in so it can't, they can't get out and, and, and you that's, know... That's how they do it. <clears throat> do their thing. Yeah. So Woody Pop is the only, only toy courageous enough to go and fight... All the ba- the mad machines that are are trying to lock them up. See, I, when I played this, I never knew any of this. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's back in the day. You got to go to the instruction manual if you want the story. Uh, <clears throat> so you take control of Woody Pop, who on the box art is this awesome looking wooden man who's throwing this you know the the ball orb around. Uh, in the game, he's a plank of wood. <laughs> so that's a thing. And uh, I was kind of disappointed when I fired it up. I was like, oh. I was just thinking, like, that's a toy? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Maybe, maybe, they, blanking. maybe they should uh, block up the room when your toy is a piece of wood with a face yeah, on it. Yeah, considering that you're competing against Game Boy, you're probably burned. <laughs> so, gameplay, uh, what is this game? It's an Arkanoid slash Breakout clone. Yes. I mean, it's got power-ups. It's got... Uh, 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 enemies that will walk around the screen. Uh, although it it's doesn't, the, it's the Devil's Crush of Arkanoid. Well, you know, here's the thing. Almost all of these breakout type games, and there's there's many of them, many on multiple platforms. You have to copy the Arkanoid thing because there's not a whole lot you can do. So I don't fault it for being an Arkanoid clone. And with all of these type of things. In my opinion, there's three things that really matter. You have to have good controls. You have to have interesting level design, and you have to have cool power-ups. Okay. I think that's what makes an Arkanoid game. And so, your thoughts on this? So, let's talk about controls first. I actually don't hate them. 
I thought I was going to hate these controls. Uh, I thought I was never going to be able to, to get to where I wanted to go or uh, hit the ball the way I wanted to. I found myself being able to control this better than any Arkanoid clone on a digital pad. And I think it is because at the bottom of the screen, uh, you're in a room. So to get the ball past you, there are two lips on either side of the room that will actually bounce the ball back up. Hmm. Now, there are uh, power-ups, or I guess debuffs, that make those go away, but they're by default, they're always there. So you only have to worry about the middle three-fourths of the screen because the edges are covered. I think that made all the difference. Uh, you have one button uh, that will slow your paddle down for precise movements. I never used it. Didn't, need, didn't see the point. The game gets going... Decently fast. Now, I will have to say, I, of course, played this on emulation, so I had the benefit of not having to worry about screen smear. Uh, it, you know, this was as pure form as I could possibly get it. Uh, and I was able to play very well without you know, losing track of the ball or getting too fast. Um, yeah, because I can see that would be a problem on the little screen. Absolutely. Especially with a bad screen uh, smear going absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. But... Uh, I thought this controlled exceptionally well. Uh, number two, level design. Does it have interesting level design? It has some interesting level design. And what I mean by that is uh, the enemies that are on some of the levels aren't just there. There's actually a square, uh, you know, a block that you would normally hit and destroy, that when you hit it, it opens up and three bad guys jump out. Yeah. I thought that was very clever. Uh, also, some of the stages have a train that goes across that will hit your ball. And the trains are evil, too. Infuriating. Yeah. They're, they're evil, too, because you know, they're uh, steam-powered. They're also low on the screen. Yes. And so they screw Sometimes. you. Sometimes. Not always. Not always. They're lower than the blocks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, other level of design I thought was very interesting is it has tunnels. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of them, mm -hmm. but you can hit a ball in a hole at the bottom of the screen, and it actually pops out the top. I thought that was pretty good, pretty clever. The, it's, like, it's like Portal. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, some of the stages are just blocks roughly designed to be a shape. Standing. Uh, and, and that is so boring. I'm not expecting every level to introduce a new mechanic, okay? I, I, that's not going to happen. Now, this thing has 50 levels, um, which I played almost... I did not beat this, but I came very close. I just... Really? I, yes. Hmm. Uh, I did not. <laughs> the, the very last thing it does from a, a gameplay level design perspective is multiple branching paths. You are in a maze for all intents and purposes, and when you complete a stage, sometimes you only have one option. You can only go forward. But other times, you'll have options where you can go to the left door, the right door, or the front door. And it gives you different scores based on if, if you're going into a more difficult room. So if you're, just, if you're on level, say, 3, and you want to just go to level 4, it will give you 1,000 points. But if you want to go to, like, level 9, it will tempt you with more points. And it doesn't say level 3, level 9, blah, 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 because it's it's supposed to be based on a maze. So even though you're just warping to a different level, 
you're the path you have to take a path to get there. You can't just say I'm going from level three to level ten. Mm. Uh, I thought that was very clever, and it made me uh, play it more times than I normally play these things, so I could go, well, I don't want to play levels 1 through 9 again just to see what 10 looks like. I'm going to play to level 3, and instead of going left, I'm going to go up. So you can see different levels in a shorter amount of time. Lastly, uh, power-ups. This game has a, a, a fair amount of them, so I'm going to run through it real quick. Uh, you can get a diamond power-up, which turns your orb into a diamond. That will just smash right through everything. Pretty standard fare. Flames is something that's somewhat unique to this game. Uh, when you get it, 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 when you hit the blocks, it sets the blocks that you hit on fire and a row behind them. Um, the more powerful blocks won't burn immediately, but standard blocks will catch fire, and it's kind of a neat effect. Weight, the ball becomes heavier and moves slower. Uh, you can get yellow potions, which <clears throat> makes Weddy bigger. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, Indeed. Red potions makes the ball bigger. Uh, you can get ball splitters, uh, extra balls, uh, a laser attachment, which is actually smoke, which I don't get that, but okay. Glue, which is your standard ball catch. Uh, skull, which the little supports at the edge of the screen to bounce your ball back go away. And Hammer brings those back. So the power-ups are by far the weakest part of this game. They're, they're very Arkanoid-like. They're, they're the they're only extremely thing... Extremely Arkanoid-like. Yes, the only thing that's unique is Flame. And uh, they could have done more. Well, they, they, they could have done away more. Swear there, right? Well, but... Hey, I'm trying here for you. Um, no, I actually <laughs> didn't hate this game. I didn't hate this game. Uh, especially considering I normally cannot play breakout games for more than five or ten minutes. I just get so frustrated at having one block and never being able to get it. Um, so, like I said, I played this game. I did not play it to the end, but I played at least 25 screens. Uh, and apparently I did not take the path to get to the end. Um... That's a good run. I, I, and did, you, it, did you have to save states a lot to do that? No, because the game has endless continues. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying just to... Cause I, oh, some of the rooms are difficult, but yeah. I, I never I never felt uh, they that they were so uh, difficult that I couldn't get past them. <laughs> I did. I um, that a bunch of times. But I had fun with this game. What do you think? <clears throat> it's Arkanoid. Yep. Um, it's like... <laughs> some of it's a wood-grained Arkanoid. Uh, it's... it's um, Hey, listen. It, the backstory is cute. I didn't know it. All right. Uh, I didn't. I don't have this for my Game Gear, so I had to emulate it. And so my choices were: I used the Xbox. I used I used three different things because I didn't like the controls. Uh, the uh, let's boil it down. A paddle is the natural partner of a game like this. A proper yeah. paddle. Uh, and uh, I didn't have a paddle. So I used at first I used the Xbox and I played it with the Xbox controller, and I didn't get I couldn't control it precisely enough. I didn't like it. Really? So the next thing I tried was I tried I got an emulator going on the PC, and I used the keys, the keyboard. Mm -hmm. It was a little better, but I still didn't think I controlled it very well. So finally, I rigged up my mouse to 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 act as the. Uh, that, you know, to have something I can move like this. And the mouse was the best of but the three. But that's, that's completely taking away from well, the Well, I'm just telling you, I didn't like the way it controlled. I thought when you use <clears> the controller, 
Listen, you can't deny the fact that a spinner is, is better. Yes. Okay? Yeah, oh, without uh, question. And there's a reason why they released one with the game. Yes. You know, I mean, it's let's face facts here. Um, and you clearly don't have a spinner on this thing. And so, you're that, and you're right, that is the make or break point of the game. For me, I could not control this good enough to, to, to play it. Uh, I think that's fair. I've played these Arkanoid-type games on the DS, for example, okay? And what they've done on there is they've let you use the stylus yeah. to move your to move your uh, platform around. That's another great way to do it. Yeah. It works. Is it as fun as a spinner? No. no. But it does work. I Call me a traditionalist. Call me someone that just is not good enough to control it. But I can't control this without a spinner. Uh, I just didn't like the way it controlled. I mean, again, it's. I thought it was standard. You know, this looks like something that you could have seen uh, a clone on any number of systems. Oh, yes. You know, there was nothing. They did not, not only did they not reinvent the wheel, they didn't, I mean, this, you could, you could, you could probably get sued for how close. I mean, this, oh no, you know, because no. it did it did some things different. It, I mean, you know, the train. I mean, I will say the train was different. The enemy blocks making the yeah, enemies. The guys the, coming you know, out to control the. Yeah. the there was way a few you go things, the but thing. they were they were uh, they were uh, insignificant over to the overall picture. Now I'm not going to kill the game. Every good portable machine needs an Arkanoid type game. Yeah. Whether it's Arkanoid or Woody Pop or whatever, right? And I don't, I don't believe Arkanoid was released for this. Uh, for, so uh, this is probably the only thing you had in that realm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's okay, but it just, they, and they played the hand they were dealt. If you're going to release this on the, uh, and I wasn't aware this was a Master System yep. game. In, uh, in fact, it's almost a direct port. The graphics are a hundred percent the same. So I may have to get the controller. And and try it on the uh, try it on the uh, the Genesis, and see if I can pl- use it to play this with the uh, with the EverDrive. Card. One thing worth noting: the sound in this game is is really bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's uh, not well. It's not fair. It's not the best. It's sure. it's it's not good enough. Yeah, uh, you need a, a really good backing track or good sound effects, and this game had neither. Yeah. So this is definitely something you would play. Uh, turn the volume all the way down and 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 plug your Walkman in. And the graphics are pedestrian. I mean, again, it's but an they get it done. Play, but I mean, yeah. it's a little busy too. I mean, oh, one I didn't thing think about so. Arkanoid no. is you've got a black background generally or some like grid oh, patterns. Shapes. But I mean, I, I mean, the shape and the shapes lay over it. This thing has a bunch of stuff going on for a little. I can see where if you're playing this on a little screen, it could be a little Maybe. more difficult. You Maybe. Know? Uh, sale wise, if you wanted to pick up uh, a little bit of Woody Pop in your life. Um, goes as cheap as a buck for a loose car. I got a buck. And uh, completely new, sealed, still in cellophane. About uh, about a twenty. That's not bad. It is a cheapo. It is a. It's cheap a shame game. that they could not have a a spin. No, no console has a spinner. I mean, except for the. You, you know, mean, a proper, portable. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no portable console has a spinner. But that was. I mean, you could do the if. The modern consoles that have analog sticks, you can get away with it. But. Yeah, an analog stick, you'd probably be in business on something like this. I've never, you know, it's funny. I've never, uh, I've never played a, a console with an analog stick on it, a, a portable, and, and then tried a game like this. Have you? Does it uh, does it work? Does it translate? I, I mean, I, I don't. I typically don't like these type of games, so yeah. I've never sought them out. Yeah, there you go. I should try. <laughs> I should so, try. I should try putting this on the PSP sometime. That might work. The question now is, what did you bring to the table? Well. You know, 
this was a tough choice this week because I, you know, I, I, despite the fact that I had a Game Gear, I have I don't play it a ton. I, I've got all, I've got most of the normal games. I've got your Sonics, more Son, the Sonics, Mortal Kombat, yeah. uh, Columns, and 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 which we should mention that this shipped with Columns. Yeah, which was a uh, well. A, it's because like the Game Boy ship right. Tetris. That it didn't. That doesn't get the job done. <laughs> no, Columns is is inferior. And it, something else Tetris. I thought about while you were talking is is this thing also had the unique uh, uh, wacky peripheral that turned it into a TV. Yeah, and it, <laughs> that was cool. It's a shame that that's all gone now. But, but I mean, yeah. that was probably hot hot tamale back in the day. Oh yeah, I'm sure it made your battery life great. So anyway, so I, what did you? I struggled. Bring? I struggled to pick a game here, much like I struggled to get, to get into the segment. Uh, but I went ahead and chose Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Now, now I will admit that the Ninja Gaiden I liked was the arcade run around like a maniac. Uh, and, and the Ninja Gaiden I liked was from the Nintendo. Right. Which I have not, <laughs> I did not have much success on, admittedly. Uh, but I went ahead and picked Ninja Gaiden because I thought, I, I knew this, I had read about this game for the Game Gear. And how it was a lot different from the other Ninja Gaiden, and I also heard it wasn't super hard, and that's that's what drew me in was that was the fact that it wasn't that hard. So uh, again, Ninja Gaiden. This was uh, developed by the Japanese System House. <laughs> I love them, <laughs> Pro, the Japanese development Proficure, um, and the uh, uh, this was released in Japan on November first of ninety one. And, and North American EU got it uh, in '91 too, so it had to have been released somewhere in that in the in, towards the end of the year, probably Christmas yeah. time. If you know what I'm saying, uh, how appropriate, right? So uh, this is a 2D action platformer. Yeah. Uh, this thing uh, came out in U.S. dollars. You're looking at about forty bucks in uh, uh, when it came out '91. Uh, so by today's money, you're probably looking at about sixty bucks or so. Yeah. That's a pretty well. Uh, that's was pretty standard for the. Well, that don't, don't make it right. So, um, you again play uh, Ryu Hayabusa, yes, the most generic ninja name in all in all of ninjas. And it, and uh, now I, I I'm not gonna lie, I'm not super into the whole uh, Ninja Gaiden um, uh, lore or whatever. You know, like maybe you are. Like I know that all the backstories. Like I said, in the arcade version, I like the fact that he shows him on the boat, and, he shows, and it comes over. So, And I, I remember the Nintendo version sort of being like a lamber version of the arcade. I mean, they take some of that for the arc, from yeah. the arcade. No, I mean, he comes to America, and there's yeah. there's some cutscenes in it. There are. There's cutscenes, but there, it yeah. has almost nothing to do with the, with the arcade right. version. The arcade version was flips, killing suckers with Jason masks, and... And hanging on, uh, uh, hanging on overhead things and kicking people. You remember yeah. all that cool stuff? Yeah. Flips. Oh yeah, stuff. I remember the arcade and then the, version. I remember well. seeing the Nintendo version. I was just like, ah, it's a lot like when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was out. I remember the arcade version. I was like, man, this is really cool. And then you play that, the the NES version. It's like, oh, this is this is love, hot garbage. I, I love I love turtles. Well, I don't like it. So anyway. Uh, this is standard ninja fare. Again, you play Ryu, and you run. Now, you know, I'll tell you, and I read, it's funny, because I, I thought this, then I read this. He he runs like uh, uh, Strider. You know, he's got that... Big, 100%. Although, this is a classic ninja running, like, anime. You know, ninjas run differently than normal men. They lean forward, and they've got their arms flailing, and their swords, and they're running like... You remember the beginning of the arcade version of Ninja Gaiden? Where he 
he's in the moonlight, and there and there's he's, there's a Jason Mass guy, and they both run at each other, and they both jump, and he runs just like this, and yeah. that, and he runs up, and he cuts that sucker down, and the guy, his hands are on the screen, he goes like, yep. this is like Ninja Guy, and you're like, oh yeah, you see, you're you're way overhyping the arcade version when you're supposed to be talking about the game. Well, Gear I'm just version. saying there is precedent to this guy running like Strider because um, you know, I'm just saying. Sure, okay, that's that's my setup. That's all I can tell you. So the, your segues have been horrible. This listen, time. the plot the plot in this thing is wacky. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, no, it's pretty standard fare. So uh, for, for, for a ninja Gaiden game, Ryu has to stop a, a, an evil organization led by a demon. Yep. Okay. As which, they often they, are. That's right. He wants to start World War Three. Yes. And he's attempting to steal a uh, a sword, which apparently is Ryu's sword, from yes. his home village. And, and Ryu's not happy about this. He, he goes to start a stomping some demon tail. And and, and, he, and he starts at home. So, <coughs> the uh, something I should mention before I get into the actual gameplay. And this was mentioned a bunch of times. I had to bring it up. Um, so, if you watch this game come up, it says, Reprogrammed Game Copyright Sega 199X. Right? And the, the, what they were implying was that they had taken the NES version and reprogrammed it for the Game Gear. They did not. So I don't know why. No. I don't know why. That, and it's, there's a lot of speculation as to why that's in there, but, but it's in there. Um, I also found out uh, Ninja Gaiden for the Game Gear is the first Ninja Gaiden game to share one title for all regions. Because I, I guess in Japan, it had a different name. Okay. Uh, from what I could... For, now, and I'm sure people that are into the scene know more than me, but... Apparently, Gaidan has super violent connotations. Something Japan, so they 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 call it something different over there. Uh, yeah. As far as I can tell, hey, okay. you got me on that one. So I thought that was kind of nutty. Um, I mean, Ninja is often known for their pacifist being so passive. Well, I mean, look at in the UK where they had to be uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. I know. You know it's the same because I mean, hey, every region's got their nutbags who make who make it difficult for the rest of us yeah. cool guys. All right, so. Thank goodness we've passed that silliness and went into straight into other silliness. Yeah. All right, let's continue. So, so you're Ryu. You're running through the sucker. The first level is sort of like uh, let's go with a Japanese forest. How about that? With some and, and some and some and some like uh, castle elements to this yes. part. Very you, very Great Wall China ish. The controls in this thing are 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 drop dead simple. You've got one button jumps and one button activates the old sword. And if you hit that, which we'll call out the action button, if you hold down and hit the action button, you'll use one of your special items. If, if you, you have if you, the if you have any, if you have the power. Uh, uh, basically, on the first level, you're confronted with a bunch of other ninjas. You're and you're, you're hacking them up. It's yep. pretty much standard. Um, this controls game, are dead on, by the way. Yeah, the controls the controls on. are fine, and he just basically it's actually a pretty simple game. Ryu, he does have some tricks. He can he can do the old wall climb. He'll, yeah. he'll cling to the wall and climb up, presumably with his ninja claws. Those things are always cool. I always wanted to buy a pair of those, but I knew I couldn't climb jack squat with them. And I didn't yeah. I didn't up going like this and raking my head open with them. But I always thought those were cool. They had the little foot ones, you know, the tabby boots. So ninjas were the the big deal when I was a kid. <laughs> so so anyway, Ryu runs to the level. He can jump. He can he can stab. And he can occasionally, and not more than occasionally, often you'll see these little orbs floating around. Yes. And you click, you whack these orbs with your sword, and they'll have a, a scroll or a weapon or a potion or something in them. 
and it's it's pretty standard stuff. It, he'll have throwing stars. There's this power that looks like a half, like almost like a boomerang that'll shoot upwards. Straight up, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's and then he'll he can get more power and he can get uh, more health occasionally. Triple shot, yeah, triple shot. So it's it's there's nothing that reinvents. I mean, it's real standard, isn't it? There's nothing, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Awesome. I guess the one that shoots up is the most bizarre one. Uh, so as he goes to these levels, he just kills a bunch of people on his way to the end. The boss. I yeah. mean, there's not anything more to say about it. He killed, yeah. and each level has sort of a different variety of people. And, but ninjas are always around because you know how those ninjas are. You got four basic levels here. You've got a Japanese outdoor level, and then you've got a level that's in a harbor, yeah. sort of like a a business harbor, like a, a professional harbor, like a, where ships are coming. Shipping harbor. It's yeah. not like a it's not like a sedate harbor. No, no, no. It's... Then you've got uh, a skyscraper level. We got to talk about this level here in a minute because I got a lot to say about that one. And then at the end, you've got this temple level. I guess where you're infiltrating to the temple. Now, I will admit. I did not get past the harbor level. Oh, really? No, but I did. I did get, get watch uh, the the game. The harbor uh, level was the hardest yeah. level. Yeah. Uh, and after each level, you've got yourself an end boss. Yeah. Okay. Now the end bosses in this. The first end boss is a guy with a club, uh, which I think he is some sort of. Uh, I think it's like an orc like or an a, ogre like some kind or of demon something. Brute. But he's some kind, yeah. yeah, he's some sort of uh, monk type demon guy, maybe a religious zealot or something. So you got him. Then you've got... By the way, hardest boss in the game. Well, he is, but he's not. He's he, the hardest boss in the he's game. He's the longest boss, that's for because sure. Because you, you have to have a trick to beat him. Yeah, when you turn you around... Yeah, you can't just hit him with your sword. That makes too much sense. <laughs> well, you can, but it takes forever oh, to kill him yeah. that way. Well, you, you run out of time. No, you can do it. You can oh, do it. That's right. how I killed him. But oh, really? I, yeah. But, uh, and I got a few shots in when I got lucky, but... When you turn around this boss, and this is how you do it, like I'm doing and demonstrating <laughs> here, the cl- he'll try to club you, and when his club misses, you go, you can whack him a few times. Yeah. But I mean, that sounds pretty easy. It's not. It's you, real tough. You have to figure it out. Also, well, I'll, I'll get into that one. My- He's the toughest, easiest boss yes. of all time. Yeah. So I'll then get you, into it. Then you've got my personal favorite, the porthole boat guy. There's a guy who fights you by sticking his head out of these portholes in this in this boat, and you whack him. It's almost like whack-a-mole uh, of goose. But, what would you think of that guy? Well, on, uh, uh, in addition to the guy sticking his head out of the, the thing and throwing grenades at you, yes. for some reason, the, the boat that he's on is also shooting flaming balls out of his smokestack. You know what pissed me off on that level? They had these guys that would jump out of the water with, like, I guess they had, like, harpoon guns, yeah. and they insta-hit. They would they would hit you on their on their ascent. Yeah, it was pretty it awesome. Was impi- it was cheap, is what it was. It was. I mean, could you even not get hit by those if you weren't getting yeah. lucky? No, yeah. These guys... Oh, just as soon as you hear them coming out of the water, if you jump, they... You, it was they El miss. Cheapo Grande, and then he had, of course, Porthole Guy. So then, the Porthole Guy, it's, it's such a stupid... This looks like something that, like, would have a Popeye more than the, the, the Ryu. <laughs> then you've got... Uh, this old guy, he looks sort of like the c- Colonel, Colonel Sanders, with a with a, a b- fireball gun, which uh, which is reminiscent of uh, a cane or something. You don't remember this guy? When you came in through the glass of the skyscraper level? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it doesn't show yeah. that. It was always a letdown. But so here's, and it's this old guy, and like, he's trying to kill you with his gun. His gun shoots fireball. Uh, and he was not hard at all, from what I could tell. He looked like he just pummeled it, but he and he looked well. And he seemed out of place. Here's too. the thing. Oh no, 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 no! You're missing the most valuable point. Okay. 
He shoots a gun, right? And when you get him down to half health, he rips off his human facade. Right. And he's a big demon who's throwing huge fireballs and gets all his health back. Well, he doesn't, but he sort of, it, it's more like a, I didn't get it that way. It looked like yeah. he inhabited, like, it looked like a statue. Think of it a three-headed thing. And it no, shot no, the no, three no, fireballs. That's, that's later. That's later. You're getting them out of order. Now, the skyscraper guy, he shoots his little gun, and when you get him down to half health, he burst open. He's a demon. One inside. would wonder why, if you're a demon, that you would bother to be in the guise of an old Colonel Sanders guy with a crap gun. Well, that guy was overwatching the arms shipment uh-huh. that was coming in from Hong Kong. Man, man, you've got you, to you, follow this did story you, did better, you, man. Did, you, did the people over there pay you for this? <laughs> You're justifying this? Give it, me a break. No, Wait, if it, you were a cool demon, would you look like Colonel Sanders? He had to stay in human facade. Not when he was fighting you. He ha- Listen, man. When you rip off your Colonel Sanders facade, you can't just crawl back into another Colonel Sanders. That's what, oh, so what you use and it's gone? Well, I mean, you have to, you know, that's that stuff's hard. Give me a break. What a load of crap. Uh, the last guy. Oh, I forgot. Now, we can't forget this guy. Yeah. This is the guy with the statue. You're right. It's the Indian guy. Uh, it's, it's on. He has like a flying carpet, borderline racist, and he shoots. He shoots fireballs, uh, and then he. But eventually, he basically. In ha- I don't know if he the, the st- statue lights up after you kill the Indian. Yeah, you have to fight this thing too. Yeah, uh, he looked pretty hard. I didn't get to him. Um, Did you get that far? Yeah, I beat the game. Uh, oh, it's a man! Finally, he, he was a hard boss. Um. Until uh, the the ending part of him was ho- the hardest boss in the entire game. You, oh, you thought so? Yeah, yeah. 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 He looked hard. I mean, too. the, the first boss was only hard because you had to learn his trick. Yeah, yeah. But the the ending boss was the hard. Once he he uh, inhabited the statue, it wasn't so bad. But when he was flying around on his carpet, uh, because he threw fireballs at different speeds. Yeah. Which, while you're trying to dodge one, you end up running into the slow one. So yeah, he was the hardest one. Yeah. Um. The uh, the last guy is the demon himself. Whoa, whoa, yo, yo, you can't just skip right to the last guy. He's the last guy. The inside of the uh, temple are a, 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 a column maze. I do like the fact that you could get on that one part and it would. There's a part of the column that would it, it slide. Spin, yeah, yeah. How, how, what what building procedure calls for a huge? What is that? That was good. Old-fashioned platforming. It was. That was an but I mean, awesome How section. does that fit into the architecture of this temple? Well, you know. Every, every temple has a sliding, large steel section that you can ninjify. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Yeah, no, it, I looked, think it did look It looked almost like a... How, how many ancient Hong Kong temples have you been in? Two. No, zero, that's right. You know what it reminded me of? Was, remember the levels in, like... I was one of the Mario games where uh, you could get on either side of the fence and there'd be a yep. little square where you could go like... Yep. That's, what it remind, that's what they reminded yep. me of. So, yeah, I will say that was probably the more... The most platforming yes. of looking at a bunch... Now, I want to get back to... Before we continue, I want to talk about the skyscraper level. Okay. So... That was the worst There's of the a level levels. where you're climbing up the skyscraper. Which, okay. Ninjas can do that. Yeah, well... But he, the, the problem I had with it was, like, the enemies... I don't know where this guy Steve and got these enemies, but they're the most suicidal bunch. Because these guys were coming, I mean, they were coming down the sky, the uh, the uh, skyscraper and throwing these flying kicks and then falling to their death. Yeah. It was the darndest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They would just they would climb down, see you, jump and kick, and if you if you killed them, you killed them. If you 
just dodged them, they would slide down the edge of the building. Like, not like grab back on. They just slide down. They would to die. Yeah. They were dead. It reminded me, you remember Conan, where, uh, uh, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, James Earl Jones. Come here, my darling. Remember that girl yes. jumped, walked off the thing? This The demon had that kind of James Earl Jones power, the uh, mind control. Also, the whole reason why uh, Ryu is climbing up the side of the side scraper anyway is he gets he gets to the port, uh, and he's like, oh, I've got to uh, infiltrate this place, but I don't want to alert the guards. Yeah. <laughs> so, Despite the fact that hundreds of guards plummet so, to their death. Also... <laughs> <laughs> this place has to be a potted plant factory because when you're on the stage, it, they're throwing down potted plants, and I don't mean like, oh, here's one, here comes one. They throw them down in chains of like six. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is like crazy climber on on, on super steroids. Yes. They were launching these things. Also, and the funny thing is, he doesn't want to get detected, and but there are hundreds and hundreds yes. of people that know he's coming. Also, <laughs> their control of the avian kind is amazing. The birds, they control with their whim. Listen, if you can But, a- you know what, though? That's actually all explained at the end of the game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The last guy... Spoilers! Spoilers, if you want to not get spoiled on Ninja Gaiden Game Gear. Uh, the end guy controls people with their with his mind. Yeah. And that's how he's actually starting World War Three. Is he's... he's got the uh, na- all the nations all pissed off at each other through mind control and he wants the sword to harness his power so uh-huh. that he can project it and actually get everyone to hit the button. Well, his so, plan was wacky. Well, Let's just face facts. This whole game was wacky. He didn't really say what he would benefit by starting the Third World War. I mean, he's an arms dealer, so maybe money? Well, maybe he just wants chaos. You know, the uh-huh. demon stuff. Now... This game, you know, I haven't played some of the Ninja Gaiden games. This game yeah. is not that puzzly. It's not no. that. It's not that uh, platformy. I mean, except for that one stage level, and it's very basic. I'm trying to think what yeah. it, I mean. I, I'm trying to think what I would equate it to. Maybe something like a uh, uh, what was that game uh, we used to play? Like a Rastan? I mean, someone gets where you just go right or go up and just kill everything. There's no real puzzle element to it. There's Ragar. no real. Yeah, something like something real basic, like an old arcade game from like the early '80s. Yeah. And so, what does that mean? Well, it means, you know, would you want to play this a bunch? I mean, it would get old pretty quick, I think. Uh, the music's okay. We should mention that it's okay. I don't think it's anything wrong right about it. It does. And the levels are repetitive as heck. I mean, you see the same scenery. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, it just they they rehash the same stuff a lot yeah, on the level on the individual levels. They don't really carry it at, over outside. But the first level. You're running around along bricks. You cannot die. I mean, the enemies can kill you, but you can't fall to your death anymore. Right. The second, the harbor level, it's all about the enemies trying to knock you into water. Yeah. Which that's the most ninja got in part of the whole game. Oh no, I think that I think the temple level is the most ninja got in part of the whole game. The third level, you're climbing the skyscrapers. Uh, I mean, technically, you could fall to your death. Or take enough damage, but you have to really suck for either of those things to happen. The level is really easy. Uh, and then the fourth level, where you're uh, uh, in the temple, that's it, guys. Yeah. Four levels. Well, it's a short game, but I mean, it's a No, that's, that's, un- that's un- well, you know, unacceptable. Um, the, uh, uh, the game, it's, it's, it wasn't met with strong praise. 
I will say, I will say, the most Ninja Gaity thing about this was the cutscenes. Yeah, they, and they were, were shot good. in that certain way that they do all the games, you know. Um, and they were okay. No, no they, they were nice. The the I'll have to say the story. At least there was a story because yeah. a lot of well, games like have, this don't Ninja have. Ninja Gaiden have to have yes. story. Uh, and, and the story was it flowed together pretty well. The first that the first act they come to try to steal a sword. The second act he uh, tracks them to an arms deal boat, uh, and to third act to get from the arms deal to the third act. Uh, Ryu the, uh, gets on the radio and pretends to be the guy, the, the arms dealer guy. So they give him the, the coordinates to take the, all the arms uh, guns and stuff. And then uh, he gets cat when he gets to the top of the skyscraper. He gets captured, uh, and then they're trying to torture him for the location of his sword. They gas yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, they try to torture him for the location of the sword, but the sword. Which this has never happened before or since. He has uh, the ability to hide it in the ether. I mean, just totally out of the visual spectrum, and make it appear at his whim. And that's how he got free from that ninja, ninja um, power. And then uh, uh, at that point, you're like, "Well, I'm already here. I might as well go kill the bad guy." Yeah, yeah. So I actually managed to find reviews for this. Yeah, I mean, I the it. contemporary reviews from back when it was released. Yeah. So, uh, the French magazine Joystick gave this an 84. Um, the ga- the the magazine Next Gam, which I believe was German, gave it a 73. Sega Force, which was a UK magazine, gave it a 71. Power Play, another German magazine, gave it a 68. And EGM gave it a 68 as well. Uh, and so 68 and 67 sort of like were across the board. Uh, more modern reviews gave it a much lower score. Retro game reviews gave it in 2014 gave it a 50. So they they did not like it that much. Uh, and uh, you know, so that, I think that happens a lot. <laughs> I think uh, a five out of ten or a six out of ten somewhere in that range is fair. Uh, the 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 game is fun to play. I, I mean, the, playing the game, there's nothing wrong with it. The controls are good. There's some cheapness, but it's not there's a really... a lot of cheapness. No, on it's not that bad. That, those guys coming out of the water. No, it's not that bad. It's not that Especially for a Ninja Gaiden game. Uh, well, yeah. The, uh, 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 the bosses are very fine the pattern. I mean, I could I could go right now, and with the exception of... The uh, Indian boss, I could beat them all without getting hit. Even I beat the first boss on my first play. No uh, sad. So the the biggest issue for me is the length of the game is way too short. Four stages. I I picked the game up knowing nothing about it. Played it for forty five minutes and was done. Well, I had beaten the game. I, I had beaten the game. That's ridiculous. Forty five minutes, a forty dollar game. If, Unacceptable. To put it in perspective, if I were to buy one of these two games to keep, I would probably buy Woody Pop. I would buy Woody and Pop. And Woody Pop, I didn't like the controls that much, but it was I would it would probably hold my attention longer. Yes. So yep. um I did eBay on this and uh the, for the card only you're looking at twelve to sixteen bucks and for the complete box version you're looking for thirty bucks. And while we're here, I had a look and see what a game gear was going for on eBay right now. A working game gear. And when you say working you can you can assume that it's working, but probably doesn't look that great. You're looking at about somewhere between forty to sixty bucks, yeah, which is not bad. 
uh, if you can get one at that price, and sometimes a little bit lower. But you have to know going in, guys, it's not going to last. You have to replace the screen That's and, right. and probably the caps. Yeah, because uh, it's just it. The it's screen a, rod is real, and it's, it's just taking it's just taking some of those old systems with yep, it. It's inevitable. So, something else that's inevitable every week is when we spin the wheel. No. Hit the music. Oh, all right. Here we go. So, tell them what we added this week, Brenny. Chat tell choice. Them, tell them what we added this week, and 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 and, and we'll have to we'll have to play the hand we're dealt. Now that we broadcast live every Sunday, nine a.m. E-S-T. No, uh-huh. E-D-T. So, oh, boy. Wait, what is it? It's Eastern something. Standard Time, Goofy. That's it. Uh, we will now be taking Chat Choice. If it comes up, Chat Choice live the day of the filming. So, are you ready? I think I'm ready, man. You got a, you got a wish? You got something you hope comes up? Well, you know, I'm, I'm easy. I'm easy. I figured out some of the stuff was, so I'm less scared of it. I, 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 you know what? I'm really hoping for some mo. Okay, I don't know what that means. MMO. Oh, okay. The PCFX. Okay, now, this isn't as bad as you think it is. I looked into the PCFX this week. Uh, oh, is that what we got? Oh no, I'm wrong. Did we get? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. Okay, the PCFX will be fun. We'll have a lot of fun with it, and we can. We it's one of those systems that we don't know anything about, but it's doable. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. I think uh, you don't seem impressed to say. What do you know about the PCFX, Brent? You made the pie piece. What do you think about it? This is your choice. Tell us. Tell the folks at home what you know about the PCFX. I hate it. What? Dude, why did you put it on the wheel? <laughs> You're the one that made the wheel piece. Come on, pitch it to the people so they're going to watch the episode. Well, PCFX. You, you like misery, don't you? I do. Come next week and watch me be miserable. <laughs> Give me a break. Do you have any joyous Christmas messages you'd like to send out to all the uh, fine folks that have su- watched and supported ARG Presents over this first shaky year? No. You have no, nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, the kind words that are said through Discord uh, really mean a lot to me. And the vicious ones? Uh, oh, those are okay, too. <laughs> uh, the kind comments left on the videos, uh, I, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. I obviously am not doing this for any kind of financial gain, uh, but gaming, uh, especially retro gaming, is a passion of mine, and uh, these fine folks allow me to bring that to them. Uh, each and every week, so I um, really appreciate it. As this uh, particular episode will drop on Christmas, I'd like to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all the uh, fine uh, folks out there in YouTube land and on the po- and the people that listen to the podcast. You know, he's right. We're just uh, this show is just we're just out here. We're making it up as we go half the time. We're having a good old time. Uh, we do find so many crazy systems. I've had people in. Uh, chat with me that told me that because of the show they went out and bought new systems and looked into them and that yeah. wasn't necessarily what we were after but it's kind of cool no, it, it's nice it, when, when i mean i know when i find out something new or get introduced to something new and a passion i'm really enjoy i that means a lot to me and knowing that we do that you know at least occasionally makes me feel good yeah also to all your families out there and uh, i see actually my wife is in chat uh, hello to you. Um, <laughs> poor, poor beleaguered woman. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about I had to put up with you. I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
uh, Merry Christmas to all. And uh, you want to take? Uh, do how, how's the chat room look here? This is our first official uh, shot at going live. We got here. twelve T Bird people. All right, we that's not bad. You want to name some off while we're in here? It's always good for a laugh. We got uh, oh Matthew Ravi. Uh, we've got the boat is in boats in the house. Boat was actually going to be on the show today, but he uh, he didn't make it. He has it's preparing for his incredible extravaganza. Pixels, uh, up the house Necronom, Duncan Styles, Andy. We got a lot of people in today, so that, that's nice. We were also 15 minutes late <laughs> getting the podcast started, so hopefully we'll do better next time. So next week, the PCFX bring pick the best PCFX game you can find and bring it down. And until then, we will sign off. Merry Christmas, everybody. Aaron out.